Good morning, everybody. Hey, welcome to Wednesday, January 26th. Uh, the month is about gone. But hey, we got more stuff happening, right? The uh, markets, uh, man, Monday was a down day, ended up up. Yesterday was a, uh, a day that ended up down. And the question is, where will we end up today? At least right now, it looks like it's going to be a green open. But you know what? Nobody knows where we're going to end up. So ultimately, that's why we developed the core retirement design to help you design the retirement you always dreamed of and to make sure that you have the right amount of risk within your portfolio. We help you calculate it, organize it, review, and then we ultimately help you establish a risk-optimized portfolio. So hey, with that, if we can help in any way, please give us a call at 863- 382-0037. With that, uh, we've got Dave next. I've FM Jack and Diane and Dave. Oh, and Philip. Here we are. It's that time of the day where we check in on your money and see what's going on on Wall Street and try to explain what the Sam Hill is going on, and sometimes that's a challenge. Let's see if my partner in crime each morning can help out Philip Statler from Statler Financial Services. Another topsy-turvy day yesterday, wasn't it, Philip? Yes, sir. It sure was. You know, we just can't get out of this volatility, which you and I have been saying is it's here. It's here to stay probably for a while. And, and today will probably be no better, uh, given that, uh, what, about 2 o'clock, we got uh, the uh, Federal Reserve issuing you know, some of their reports from their committee meeting. And, and obviously, everybody's going to be focused on that at 2 o'clock. Nobody expects them to do anything concrete, but we may very well get a clearer statement as to what they're really thinking about, because, boy, oh, boy, those rumors of actually selling the bonds they've been buying and they're cutting back on the purchases of and maybe going to five interest rate hikes. Uh, we had another day like we did the day before yesterday during the intraday. I mean, the Dow had just about a full 1,000-point swing during the day. Uh, S&P had a full 100-point swing, which in the context to 4,300 is a major swing. NASDAQ was uh, swinging back and forth across a 300-point range. Uh, the only difference was they weren't able to recover at the end of the day, and we ended up down a little bit. The Dow ended up down 67 points, and S&P ended up down 53 points. Those are big drops. And the NASDAQ was down another 376 points, another two and a quarter percent yesterday. Which gives you an idea when you consider the fact that NASDAQ gained 300 points during the day. That's just how ugly it was first thing in the morning, right? That, that's right. So it's uh, definitely, you know, we actually have the NASDAQ now is uh, in the red for the last 12 months, uh, down about seven tenths of a percent right now. So that's a pretty substantial decline when you figure that um, in 2021, the NASDAQ made over 20%. So um, yeah, you, you calculate those things and it, it makes you start to get a little concerned sometimes. Uh, yeah, which kind of brings in the uh, nasty word that nobody likes to use, but 
It's got to happen eventually, and that's bear market. NASDAQ is uh, bumping its schnoz now on the 20% number, and the other two indexes are heading in that direction. We were talking before we went on the air. I've always said that the uh, COVID dip that we had during the shutdown actually was more like a severe correction because it went straight down and then went straight back up again and just kind of recovered back to where it was going in the first place during the pandemic. I'm still kind of categorizing that as more a correction than a bear market, although officially I know it was. Uh, We haven't had a real sustained bear market in quite some time in the equities, and uh, uh, having a Federal Reserve uh, threatening to do all kinds of things to the economy just kind of makes sense to me as being probably the valid trigger that could prompt one. Yeah, definitely, you know, with all the stuff happening, <clears throat> definitely lends itself to be that way. But I find it interesting and looking at a, an article on Market Watch, you got uh, a little disagreement between a couple of the brokerage firms. You got Goldman Sachs saying, hey, you know, as, as long as the economics don't go into a recession, as long as we keep growing just a little bit, uh, we think there'll still be a bull market will continue. And on the other side of the coin, you got Barclays saying that, uh, you know, the S&P 500 could fall another 20%. Who do you believe? You know, nobody knows, right? We just don't know. Everybody's kind of just uh, uh, procrastinating of what they think it's going to be and, and how they think it's going to end up. And, and, and so that they can say they're right at the end of the day. But nobody knows, you know, where we're going to be. But it just lends itself to making sure that your portfolio really has the right amount of risk in it for for what you can stomach. Absolutely. And it's one of those times I've always been the starry-eyed optimist, so I tend to like what the Goldman Sachs people are saying. But I also look at the uh, indications, a combination of a world upset over in the the Ukraine. We're still not exactly on happy speaking terms with China. And then we get into this situation where we're talking about trying to slow down our inflation issue. It looks to me like the Fed's going to try to do it all at once. Uh, That tends toward lending itself toward, at the very least on the equity side, uh, time for folks to say, well, maybe those federal bonds to park it for a little while might not be a bad idea. And that's probably the uh, primary recipe that you can come up with to encourage a bear market. If a few of the big money guys start doing that, it won't be hard to trip ourselves into one of those. No, it it definitely won't. And I find it interesting that the 10-year bond is actually – uh, flat to just slightly negative right now. Um, I, I would have kind of thought maybe that after the, this week that we would see maybe it go going up, the yield going um, up some, but uh, but I don't see that happening right now. So uh, I find that kind of interesting. They're not putting them into bonds anyway. What's that? Where are they putting their money if they're not putting it into bonds? They're selling equities like chiclets all of a sudden. Uh, maybe they're just sitting in cash. Maybe they just decide it's better to be in cash right now instead of, instead of treasuries. Oh. Uh, you know, sometimes it's, uh, even people that have at least a foggy idea what they're talking about really, uh, you know, trying to figure out what the market is doing and what these big money guys that, you know, really drive the big numbers on the indexes, what they're thinking, it's, it, it really is. It's a, it's a guessing game at times as to what they're doing because they play their actual strategy pretty close to the vest. Oh, absolutely. They don't, they don't want anybody else to, uh, following their lead. So uh, definitely they want to keep it uh, keep it to themselves. So. But uh, yeah, so the, so that's kind of curious. And then oil, man, oh my goodness, oil is just. I saw the day when I came in. Gas prices jumped from three nineteen to three, 
almost 339, maybe 335 or 336, something like that. But it was a big jump I saw. I was going to say we're getting a nosebleed bumping our nose off of off of $87 a barrel right now. And that, again, is one of the things that can prompt us to start looking at other problems that could cause that bear market to hit because that price of oil is the uh, price of <laughs> is the price of transportation which we really can't do much without about the only people that like an increase in the price of the barrel of oil are the uh, oil companies that have substantial prospecting interests and we haven't exactly been economically friendly to expanded prospecting for oil lately either no we, we really haven't you know we we haven't you know yesterday after you and I got off the radio we did have the consumer confidence index number come out and mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a little surprised because it's uh, it beat expectations. It's down a little bit from last month, but uh, but not by much. And I thought maybe we would see it start to, to dwindle a little bit more than what it has. I frankly did, too. I heard it on the top of the hour news, and I said, well, that's not much. That's not exciting at all. I bet it kind of surprised me because... I mean, even when a starry-eyed optimist like me starts using words like bear market, you got to assume there's some some there's some issues on consumer confidence out there. Yeah, you would definitely think so. One would think. It is still earnings season, and there is some good news to be had in the process. Boeing has trouble getting off the ground with their planes sometimes, but uh, I gather that the investors aren't all that unhappy with what they reported, huh? No, which is kind of surprising, other than it was a non-cash charge. They actually lost a, a, a lot of money, a lot of money. They were expected to lose like 42 cents a share. They mm-hmm. lost $7.69. Um, yeah. So I, I expected the stock to be going down, but Dave, it's, it's not. And here's why. They actually generated their first positive cash flow for the quarter since the first quarter of 2019. So the, so the loss has been caught. Co- caused by $4.4 billion charge uh, against their income related to various issues like delivery delays on their 787 and and just different things. So they've taken a charge against income because they can. Uh, And so that's that's the issue. But cash flow was actually good for the quarter. And so uh, that's pushing their stock up 2.3% this morning. And taking those big charges doesn't hurt their income tax liability for the year that we're in now when they take it in the fourth quarter of last year. I suspect there's some other companies that are thinking of the same thing, big and small, right? Exactly. Same same thing. There's some some strategies in there in terms of, of some taxation. So, hey, then we got AT&T. AT&T yeah. came in. They, uh, they beat by two cents a share. Their big help was their HBO Max unit has... Uh, has has really grown and, and gotten some strength behind it. They're up one and three quarter percent this morning. Well, it's kind of a zero sum game. Sometimes we got some disappointment out of Netflix. Is reporting a couple of weeks ago. AT and T evidently is picking up some of their streaming. Yep, and it, it definitely looks that way. Uh, we have the likes of Corning. Uh, you know, the, the, I always thought of them as the casserole people, but they do a lot of other stuff too, right? They glass components, life science, automotive, optical stuff. So, so they're all over the place. But they, uh, you know, better than expected earnings, better than expected revenue, and so uh, they're trading up twelve point six percent this morning. I see them at the top of my big winner list this morning on the blue chips that my chip sheet shows. The uh, Hey, we do have a, a even a more common name than Corning, oh. and that would be Microsoft. 
How'd they do? That's right. They were right after the market closed last night, if memory serves. They were, and they had an outstanding quarter. Uh, they beat by 17 cents a share. Revenue beat Wall Street forecast, uh, and, and they're so excited. They came in and gave an upbeat forecast for the current quarter. They're seeing their cloud services revenue continue to, uh, to post some strong growth. And so we saw Microsoft is up 5.2% this morning. Wow! Yeah, nice numbers. Microsoft is 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 in that classification in the high tech companies where they're starting to approach being one of the smokestack companies in that line. So it's good to see them, re, you know, recreating and selling what they sell and finding new lines like their cloud services. Yeah, it, re, it really is. You know, they got to compete with people like IBM and cloud services. But hey, they're you know the more the merrier. Uh, it keeps the price down a little bit for for us business users that need to use them. So, hey, the, the last earnings, the last earnings I have, and then I have a little upgrade for you. Uh, Texas Instruments reported, and they had, they really had a good quarter. They earned $2.27 versus $1.94 they were expected. So not a bad little swing there. Revenue above estimates as well. They issued great uh, uh, outlook that exceeded the, the analyst expectations. So that was good. Uh, fourth quarter is looking like it's going to be a, a a pretty good quarter for them. They're up four point seven percent this morning. Good lord! And, and you know, TI is one of those companies. I'm not even sure exactly what their specialty is, but I know they're big. I know they make chips, and I don't know what the specialty is for it. So I'm glad they're doing well. Yeah, the um, but I want to mention because you and I always when when they when they come out, we talk about them extensively, and that's Mattel. Yeah. So Mattel didn't report, but they did let this out, that uh, they won back the rights to produce toys on the Walt Disney Frozen franchise from Hasbro. So guess what? Their guidance is going to look real good. Yeah, so we've got um, actually Mattel with a nice little bump this morning, up like 8.3%. Guess what's happened to Hasbro? Uh, down about eight point two. No, no, not quite the offset, but <laughs> but still down almost two percent this morning. Yep, yeah. In the toy business, if you're one of the two big ones, if you can use the word Disney, you're automatically looking good. I know. Yeah, <laughs> amazing. Absolutely. Resetting the table again. Uh, the uh, Yesterday's close was not good. Everything was down. As a matter of fact, NASDAQ precipitously down, but it could have been a heck of a lot worse based upon what happened in the middle of the day. Uh, 45 minutes before we open, Philip, I'm, uh, I'm seeing a little bit of green for some reason this morning. Maybe we overreacted a little yesterday. You know, I mean, maybe that's maybe it's a bounce back, it, but it does look great, really and truly across the board. We got the the Dow up 1.1%. You got the S&P 500 up 1.5%. The NASDAQ 100 up 2.2%. I mean, that's just crazy up this morning. Uh, and the Russell 2000s even participating up 1.2%. So the question will be today, if we start there, can we finish there in the green? That'll be, you know, kind of the million-dollar question today. On yeah, the uh, have any more 2,000 point swings in the Dow during the day, especially when it start out green. Exactly. And so then we have the commodities index. We got silver up about two tenths. Gold is taking a little bit of a retreat down about a half a percent. And then, like we said, crude oil is uh, moving right on up, up one and a half percent. 
to $86.89 a barrel right now. Bumping its nose on a number I really don't want to see. Overseas markets, Asian rim was almost uh, uniformly up. Japan was off by a tinge, but that was because they were up over 2% the day before. Uh, European markets are also looking at our futures trading overnight and saying, oh, good, they're all trading up this morning midway through their day as well. Volatility, it's a four-letter word in investing, especially if you don't know you got it. How do I find you to figure out where it is in my portfolio, Philip? Dave, it is so important that people understand uh, that information about how the risk and the volatility plays in their portfolio. That's why we create the core retirement design so that folks will have the retirement they always dreamed of. Give us a call at 863-382-0037 to schedule your core retirement design visit. Hey, don't miss our show this weekend, uh, 6 a.m. and noon on Saturday, 10 a.m. Sunday morning on Highlands News Talk 730 and 95.3 FM. All righty, and back here again tomorrow morning on Light. Philip, thank you so much. We'll see you then, all right? All right, man, you have a great day. Take care, my friend. It's 105.7 Light FM and Statler Financial Services. Philip Statler. Hey, folks, again, I want to thank you for joining us today. I hope that your week's going well. I look forward to seeing you again tomorrow. Take care.